You're listening to the What the Junk Podcast with Megan Rage. You guys, anyone that listened to last week's episode, I'm so sorry. I didn't even listen to it. Normally, like when I'm editing, I listen to them. Last week, I just kind of, I don't know, I rushed through it because I was just not in the mood. Like at freaking all. Could you tell? I just did these, um, not Color Street. So my friends, Summer and Caitlin... Sorry, I need to get closer to the mic. I'm like playing with my nail. My friend Summer and Caitlin have been telling me forever that I need to do Color Street because I was someone that always got a gel manicure. With the pandemic, I've stopped doing my nails and I have these really like witchy long nails and they just need to have polish on them. Like they are just not cute unless something is done with them. So um, I've always been like, I don't know. I'm not I'm not very coordinated. So something like like Color Street or putting like a sticker on my nail has never really sounded appealing because I'm just not I'm not coordinated. So I've just always been like, okay, whatever. I see them post all the time, but I'm I never bite the bait. Well, this morning the cleaners came and I was like, oh, I'm so sick looking at my nails. So I had not Color Street, but I had some sticky nail things from Target that I bought at the beginning of the pandemic that I never put on. And I was like, I'm just going to see if this is anywhere close to being in my realm. Like, can I do this at all? So it took me about an hour. I basically did it the whole time the cleaners were here, but... I mean, I did it. They're on. One just came off. I tried to double up on one. Anyways, it's not. I'm just not important. But I I mean, I did it. They're pretty cute. I mean, it's nice to have something on my nails. So Caitlin and Summer said that Color Street is way better. The the ones that I got at Target, they're like darling something. Those are apparently not very good. So I ordered some Color Street. I'll let you guys know how it goes. I know that you guys have probably seen I know that I see it all over my timeline, but it's basically polish that you stick on. And I just, I don't know, I get my, I don't have a job, you know, I get my eyelashes done and I still get a wax. So I really feel like there, I have no room to be getting my nails done as well. You know, drawing the line at those two, those two things. I can actually go without getting a wax too, but Brett is always like, you have a mustache. I'm like, okay, thank you. Magenta, I need you to wax me. I'll keep you guys posted on that because I don't know, it seems... I mean, how much is it getting a gel manicure? Like if you have gel on your nails already that they have to remove and then they put the gel on, it's like, I don't know, 40 bucks with a tip. So each color street thing was like anywhere from 10 to like 13 bucks. I ordered three and got one for free. We'll see. I'll keep you posted. But anyways, last week, bad mood. Was not in the mood to talk to anyone. Was not in the mood to do this podcast. Didn't want to text. I got um, uh, the thing on my phone on Sunday that says like, your weekly summary. Your screen time was down 50% last week. I feel like there was a couple days I didn't post on my Instagram story. Like I was just MIA, not feeling it. I don't know what it was, if it was the weather, if it was just like that time of the month. I I don't know, but I was not feeling it, as you could tell. So I'm sorry it was like a throwaway episode. I feel like that's going to happen every once in a while. Uh, And I'm sorry to everyone that had to listen to it. I don't even know what I talked about. Probably nothing important. I had zero energy. But we're back this week. Things are better. I kind of have a lot of it's it's going to be very pop culture heavy today. I will start out by saying, though, that... (laughs) 
We, the dog, we, I'm not going to get, don't worry, I'm not going to talk about the anxiety I have about the dog. I am going to talk about the dog's name. So I, I talked about, I think last week about how we had changed it a million times. And even still, I guess Benny isn't sticking. We just can't agree on a name. So we've been watching Yellowstone. And if you haven't watched Yellowstone, people have been telling me to watch it forever. Apparently I need to start listening to people more. <laughs> people have been telling me to watch it forever. And I was like, I'm not interested. Not that I wasn't interested, but it just wasn't at like the top of my list of things to watch. I don't know why, because everyone swore it was so good. Well, we finally started watching it. We finished it in like three weeks. It is the Sons of Anarchy, but Cowboys. I don't know if I talked about this last week. Like I said, I didn't listen. So we're watching season two and um, the little boy in the show, Tate, he gets a horse and he names it Lucky. And I was like, Lucky, so typical. That's such like a normal dog name, like Sparky or, you know, it just seems typical. But I actually started to like it. I was like, oh, actually, Lucky is kind of cute. And then, you know, Chuck's Instagram handle is good luck, Chuck. And so I was like, OK, this kind of fits like this is on brand. And so I pitched it to Brett and Brett was like, mm, I don't know. I'm not against it, but let's just wait till we meet the dog because we might see the dog and a name might just like come to us. And I'm like, OK, I can agree on that. Like, I'm cool with that. So I shelved, I tabled the name Lucky and moved on with my life. Well, the next day I got on the Peloton and my legs were feeling super tight afterwards. So I decided to do a post-ride stretch, which I never do. I've probably done like two of those in my life. So I do go to one of Cody Rigsby's five minute post-ride stretches. And there's really only room for like one song during those five minutes. And so he goes, OK, thank you for joining the Pulse Ride Stretch, blah, 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 whatever he says. And then the music starts playing and it's fucking Britney Spears. He's a lucky. I guess I didn't need to sing it to you because you know what song Lucky is. And he loves Britney Spears and he's talking about how this isn't even one of like his favorite songs, blah, 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 blah. So I'm done doing the stretch and I call Brett and I'm like, you'll never guess what song just came on on the Peloton stretch. And he's like, what? And I'm like, Britney Spears Lucky. And he's like, oh, my God, that's a sign. Tell me about it. And this was before I'd even realized there was a Britney Spears documentary coming out over the weekend. And then I started seeing, you know, all these posts about it. So I was like, okay, well, I want to watch this, but don't know when I'm going to get that opportunity because Brett and I watch everything together, which is troubling because I can never find anything to watch on my own. Well, Brett got called out to a job on Saturday. And so I had time to myself. So I was like, oh, perfect. I'm going to watch the Britney Spears documentary right now. Holy crap. I've always... I will admit, I've been an outsider to her situation for a long time and been like, what the fuck is up with her? Not being very, mm, what's the word I want to use here? Not being very, I guess I'm just going to use nice. Not being very nice towards her or towards her situation. I've been one of the people that's like, been like, okay, Brittany, get the eyeliner off your face. And I feel really guilty now. And it's not that I was unaware of what was happening. Like I knew that she was in a conservatorship with her dad, but I mean, no one really knows what that entails. Like, is she on meds that aren't working for her? Is she off meds completely? And that's why she's acting the way that she's acting. How much are they actually controlling? There was a video recently where she said, you guys have been writing in and asking. And someone pointed out, like, does she even understand how Instagram works? Like, it, does she have any control over her Instagram or or these posts? Because the way that she said, like, you guys have been writing in as if they were writing in a letter, it seems like she just doesn't understand. And so I've, like, picked up on all these things after watching the documentary. I just feel, like, so bad for her. I, I, I just really hope that eventually we get to hear her side of the story I feel like that might be when her dad dies which is unfortunate and someone else takes over the conservatorship but I'm getting too far ahead of myself right now 
First of all, the documentary, I, it's on FX, but it's also on Hulu, and it's called Framing Britney Spears. I didn't really know what to expect going into it, but right out of the gates, it kind of starts when she was a child and how she came to be famous and how when she was maybe like six or seven, she went on Star Search and they showed this clip of Ed McMahon saying, well, you're very pretty. Do you have a boyfriend? Which is just like, it's so crazy how far things have come because it's creepy. You don't ask that. And she was like, no, boys are boys suck or boys are weird or something like that. And he was like, well, I'm a boy. Would you date me? And I was like, holy Ed McMahon, like fucking crossing a line. But back then that question probably seemed acceptable. Well, then we get into this documentary and this is not the first and only time that Britney Spears has asked something inappropriate in her career. The documentary makes it seem like every interview that she ever did was just full of questions that should have never been asked. Like poor Britney grew up in a time where things that shouldn't have been acceptable were acceptable. So she had to sit down and do all these interviews with, you know, hosts asking her if she has breast implants, if she's a virgin, like just disgusting. If she was well enough and doing any type of circuit right now, promoting music, promoting a tour, and she was doing interviews, the amount of respect that she would be shown, it would be night and day compared to how it was when she was like, on her rise to fame, basically. And I've never been like this huge Britney Spears fan. Of course, I liked her music when I was growing up, but I was never, I I don't know. I've just never been obsessed with her the way that a lot of people are. So yeah, she just does these interviews. They just seem like super inappropriate. Um, The governor of Maryland did an interview saying that she wanted to shoot Britney for the example that she was... How she portrays herself and the example that it gives to kids that are in middle school. She wanted to shoot Britney Spears. Said that in an interview. This doesn't seem like that long ago. Like, how have things... I mean, it's good that things have changed this much, but how is it so different now? Um, And then the whole Justin Timberlake thing... Uh, basically, if you haven't watched the documentary, you should watch it. And this might be a, I don't know if anyone knows about, I mean, some people do know about this, but right after the Crimea River video came out, Justin Timberlake did a radio interview and the morning show host asked if he had had sex with her. And he like very disturbingly says, yeah, yeah, like, Ew, ew, it just makes me disgusted with Justin Timberlake. Some of the interviews that he was giving after they broke up, it's he should be ashamed of himself. I was asking my friend Bree today about it because she is the biggest Justin Timberlake fan. And she was like, I feel like an apology is going to come. He's not the type that would just he doesn't like when people are mad at him. He doesn't like when people hate him. And I feel like now that he's he's trending a lot like people are I don't think they could cancel Justin Timberlake. But there are a lot of things in the media right now about him and how he handled the situation back then. So Bree thinks that he's going to issue a statement. I kind of agree with her. I think that it would be smart if he did. Like she also brought up he was a teenager. He was like the most popular teenager in the world back then. Girls were being you you know, thrown at him. It was a different time. Would he say that now? Obviously not. Things have changed, which is very apparent by watching that documentary. But oh God, it just makes me like everyone in that documentary just gives me the heebie-jeebies. Um, and it just makes me feel so freaking bad for her. Once you get to the end, it kind of gets into the conservatorship. And it's crazy because I remember a couple months ago, I went back all the way on Britney's Instagram to try to figure out when she last seemed like herself. And I scrolled all the way back, all the way back. And you can pinpoint it 
but it kind of goes downhill quickly after that. And what's so weird is in the in this documentary, they talk about Jamie, her dad, and how he wasn't really in Britney's life, especially in the beginning. Like he paid for things at first. And then one of the record labels or record executives had said the only time that she met Britney's dad, he had made a comment that said, my daughter's going to be so rich, she's going to buy me a boat. And that was the only thing that she had ever heard him say. And he was had filed bankruptcy in the past, like just seemed to have trouble with money. And so the fact that he's in charge of her estate and her person is wild. I have experience with conservatorships. I grew up around, you know, my dad having conservatorship and I I understand like the ins and outs of how it works and like what it entails. And but obviously things are different when you're super famous like that. Like he has control over her estate. Something else that really struck me is that they also said that he's in charge of her estate, which is worth like 50 million. I feel like she should have more than that. Like how much has he been dipping into her money and what has he been using it for? Obviously I know that he gets paid to be her conservatorship, which is also just so strange. But Another question that I have is why hasn't her mom stepped in? In the end of the documentary, it says that she recently had a court date and that her mom was there. But why hasn't her mom spoken up? Like what, where, how, why, why, why is she not tried to get control of this conservatorship as the parent that was present in her life and in her career? Why is her absentee father in charge of everything? Oh my gosh, it's just so crazy um I've been really following not skinny not fat what's her name Amanda I've been following her so much lately that (laughs) I had a dream last night that Brett and I were looking at buying a house that was down the street and I thought I was gonna love it like it was beautiful from the outside and we went in and the kitchen was ugly and for some reason she was showing the house and I said like that the kitchen was ugly and she freaked out on me was like screaming at me I was like because I don't like a house like what the fuck you crazy bitch so I've been having I'm actually having dreams about her now because I'm creeping her stuff so hard she did a podcast that my sister-in-law said is really good and it kind of dissects the free Britney stuff. And I want to listen to that, but I wanted to do my podcast before I listen to that. Cause I try so hard to not be influenced by anything before I record. Uh, cause it's easy for that to happen. I, I, there's a lot that I don't know. Cause like I said, I'm just going off the documentary that I, that I just watched. I follow Britney on Instagram, but I don't know. I don't know everything, but I'm fascinated by it now. I hope that I hope that something happens down the line where she can get more control or someone that she appoints can have more control. And I don't understand how that's not her mom. I don't understand her mom's involvement and what she's trying to do and why she isn't trying harder. That to me just blows your mind. Imagine being taken advantage of by your parents. Like, oh, it's sick. I just feel so bad for her. And then, of course, I read the comments on her Instagram and I read theories about how that mirror that she's always dancing in front of, there's like a hidden camera in it. And obviously, I know a lot of this is just conspiracy, but God, it really just makes you think. And then I've always been sketched out. Ah, 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 I just hit my elbow. Oh, you guys, it's the bad elbow, too. Oh, my God, I was just trying to reach for my phone. I've always been sketched out about Britney's boyfriend. I don't know. That just seems weird, right? Everything about him just seems weird. And he like rarely posts her. I don't know. It seems strange, right? Like what What do they do? I don't. I guess we just see Britney on Instagram and it's, it appears that she's not well. Like what is her quality of life? What are her conversations like? What is her day to day? 
because it seems frazzled and scatterbrained and just not all there. So it just makes me wonder what their relationship's like, and I've always been weary. But he issued a statement and said, it's important for people to understand that I have zero respect for someone trying to control our relationship and constantly throwing obstacles in our way. In my opinion, Jamie is a total dick. I won't be going into details because I've always respected our privacy but at the same time I didn't come to this country to not be able to express my opinion and freedom and I feel like it's good that he's been speaking out because he has made a couple comments but I just I don't know I just don't how often is he able to be with her I don't know all of it is just so sick and I can't wait until the day when she's well enough to talk about all this because we really have to hope that she gets to that point we have to hope there it has to happen watch the documentary even if you don't like Britney Spears or you don't care that much it is I hate to use the word fascinating because it's not entertainment it's someone's life but it is the way that they did it and the people that they had involved the lawyer that said that she's never seen a conservative like come out of a conservatorship like get themselves out of it that that is freaking scary so yeah Free Britney Spears. I took Chuck to the vet this last week to get him up to date on his shots before we get the dog. I haven't drove anywhere with Chuck in a really long time. I drive so carefully when I'm in the in the car with that cat as if like there's a bomb on the car. Like no one touched the car. No one hit the car. I drive 20 miles an hour. And normally I'm the one that's weaving in and out of traffic. Is this what it's like to drive with a child? Like you're just so scared of everything. Is this why people with kids in the car drive slow? And I'm like always annoyed. Like why are you driving so slow? Because I feel like that's how I'm going to be. I'm like, oh my God. So, you know, when a light turns green, I'm checking the intersection for at least 10 seconds to make sure no one's going to run a red light light because I have precious cargo. Lord knows on a regular basis, I don't give a damn about myself. I'm just doing whatever the hell. But when the cat's in the car, good Lord. The drive up vet situation is very interesting. It is a very interesting process. I do not like it. Imagine sending your kid into the doctor. Can you go into the doctor with your kids? Has that been a thing this whole time? Please tell me that's not curbside doctor visits for your children. You're allowed to go in, right? Obviously, there's not like nurses coming out for them. It's a wild experience. I do not like it. I had the most anxiety, anxiety I've had in a long time. Zero ten recommend. And that just reminds me, they still have not sent me the receipt. Normally you go in, you can make sure everything's good. They called me to tell me Chuck was ready. And then 10 minutes later, hadn't brought him out yet. I'm like, what, what is he doing? Is he just chilling on the counter? Like what's happening? Someone come out, get my card so I can be on my merry way. But they said that he is so healthy. They said that he's the perfect weight. They said that his teeth are immaculate. She's like, what have you been doing with his teeth? And I was like, well, he gets groomed on a regular basis. And he, you know, I give him treats for his teeth. And she's like, well, whatever you're doing, he has great teeth for his age. I'm like, ew, for his age? What are you talking about? He's not even seven yet. So don't be hitting me with that for his age bullshit. He is a spring chicken. Okay. The black cat group that I'm on in on Instagram or on Facebook that I'm always talking about, I... <laughs> it popped off. I don't know what exactly happened. I was talking to um, that one of the admins about it today. You know, we're we're friends. No big deal. 
But apparently someone brought up declawing their cat and the whole group just went wild. All these people left. I was like, wait, what did I miss? A black cat group. You can't be on any Facebook group and just have like a calm environment. And I realized over the weekend that Brett is one of the assholes on Facebook groups that stirs things up. We went to the gym together and he was like saying, oh, you're going to be able to do the sit ups and every year you're going to be able to keep up. We went to the gym and he was on Facebook in between sets. I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm arguing with this lady that keeps calling me buddy. And then he was commenting on some Vegas thread and someone that I know was commenting on it and said, oh, aren't you Megan's husband? Or I don't know, something like that. And I'm like, this is embarrassing. You're causing fights with people and people that I know are seeing it on Facebook. You're that guy. Cut it out. I constantly see him. Oh, some woman posted in the Vegas group. This is not the I don't think this is the fight that he was involved in on Saturday. But someone asked if they needed to bring their own alcohol to the strip or if they could find alcohol in Las Vegas that they can buy and walk around with. And Brett was like, this has got to be the stupidest question. Like, you know, just being abrasive. And the woman was like, well, the state that I live in, you know, you're not allowed to buy hard alcohol from the store, which I've been to places that are like that. They don't serve alcohol or sell alcohol on certain days. So I'm like, Brett, cool your fucking jets, dude. Quit just quit freaking yelling at people. I invited him to the Black Cats group and I'm like, oh man, is this going to be a mistake? I swear to God, Brett, if you cause trouble in this Black Cats Facebook group, I'm going to be pissed. The Black Black Cat's Facebook group is essentially the only group that I participate in. Like I stay posting pictures of Chuck. I realized this last week, actually just like yesterday or the day before. Yeah, this last week, <laughs> I realized that I hadn't posted anything on my Instagram feed since December 12th, I think, which is just unheard of. I feel like I've talked about it recently that I used to be like an every every day every second poster like I used to post double duty sometimes so it's wild how much I guess stories have kind of just taken over but for someone in my position that's always trying to like grow my brand whether it's pushing people to my podcast or my website or my radio show like it's important that I post and um I just don't have anything to post. Like, I I don't want to just post a ton of old pictures. It sucks, man. I have so many friends that are like photographers and stuff, but I don't, I feel guilty being like, hey, can we take some, I need pictures so freaking bad. Like, so, like I need a whole day of getting pictures because I have nothing to post about. Like it's, I have story content, but I don't have anything for my feed. So Over the weekend, I posted a picture of Chuck, and then yesterday, I posted a picture of Brett and I, but I just need more stuff for my podcast. I did download Canva, and I've been trying to make graphics. I'm very beginning stages of that, but I just, I need more content. I don't have any, I mean, we don't do anything anymore, so I have zero pictures. My friend Anthony, he um, is always messing around with like social media and algorithms and hashtags and stuff. And he's been doing this hashtag test. So he posts the comment or he posts his caption. And then in the comments, he posts this like long thing. I'm going to read it because it's really actually funny. And the first time that I saw him do it, I was like, this is embarrassing. What are you doing? But he texted me this weekend and was like, look at the reach on my most recent picture. And he does real estate, you know, so it's also important for him to stay up to date and like have that's why I'm it's just, you know, it's important. Social media is important. Like if you ever see people that are like, please interact with my stuff, like interact with their stuff because you have no idea how much it helps, whether it's a poll or a question or, you know, just anything. If you feel so inclined to comment on a post or a story, just do it for anyone that's asking or anyone that's posting that sort of thing because you have no idea how much it helps them. So anyways, he posted his caption and then in the comments, he 
wrote this. I love sharing my hashtag fitness journey with all of you. My path to being hashtag fit has been with the help of my hashtag fit fam hashtags gym. I'm hoping to be some hashtag fitspo for you guys. Hashtag workout. I'm definitely not a hashtag fitness model or a part of hashtag bodybuilding life, but I hope I can be hashtag motivation for anyone trying to become a hashtag fitness addict. The hashtag fitness journey and hashtag fit life and hashtag training is about living a balanced hashtag fitness life. Hashtag fitspiration, the key to an hashtag instafit is having hashtag good gym life. Like these sentences don't even make sense. Get more hashtag gains by having hashtag dedication to living a hashtag healthy hashtag fitstagram life. And then he says this is a hashtag test if you're reading this. So it worked. This picture got like 10,000 likes. But last time I checked or last time he sent me the um, like the reach, it was over 300,000. He was like, hashtags are so important. Like him and I are always talking about social media strategies because lately I've been really trying to work on my podcast page. And so he was like, you should try this hashtag thing, but I feel so embarrassed. I don't want anyone to see it and be like, what the fuck is this bitch doing? Back when Instagram first started, hashtags totally worked. I remember Thomas Dodson. Does anyone remember him? He was like popular in Sacramento for a while. Did He did um, a video. I forget what it was, but he did this video and he was a photographer and he was just like in the scene a little bit. He was the one that taught me about hashtags. And so I used to save like 40 of them and I used to do the same thing, put them in the comment section and I would get so many likes, like instantly they would come in and so much interaction. But I feel like Instagram shut that down for a while. And now I really just use like rage for a while. I did cruel, like I'm not using hashtags that people are actually searching for. And the reason that I don't is because I feel like it's embarrassing, but holy shit, if it's going to get me more interaction, I will start hashtagging the shit out of shit. Well, maybe I will. Baby steps. I don't know. I still feel like it's embarrassing. So stand by on that. But it's been working for Anthony. I just need to get some pictures. I just don't have anything to post. I, I, that's that's timeline worthy. You know what I mean? I watched this documentary over the weekend called Fake Famous. It was on HBO Max. It was interesting. It was this guy who took he was basically looking into like influencer lifestyles, which I don't call myself an influencer. I call myself like a blogger, radio personality, podcast host. So the reason that I'm posting about things and taking pictures or promoting anything is to promote my brand as that as a radio personality, podcaster, website blogger, not an influencer. Like I'm not doing it necessarily to get paid. Like would I like to make money off my podcast eventually? Yes. But my goal isn't to get free shit and be like swipe up to shop. That's why I sometimes make fun of it when I do tell you to swipe up. So this documentary was t was basically taking a look at the life of an influencer and how an everyday person could become an influencer. So this filmmaker put out a casting call for people that just wanted to be famous. That's basically all it said. And thousands and thousands of people showed up and he ended up picking three just normal everyday people that really didn't have much talent. Um, one had moved here from like the South, I think, and he was a, an assistant to a real estate guy. Another guy, I forget what he did. And then this other girl, she was an aspiring actress, but she worked in a retail shop. Like all of these people were just regular everyday people. They bought them a ton of followers, got them makeovers, did fake photo shoots with them. Well, real photo shoots, but like one of the girls was looking, it appeared like she was looking at an airplane window, but it was really just a toilet seat and it actually did look like an airplane window. Like what they went through to get some of these shots were amazing. Um, and the two guys ended up dropping out. They didn't like it because what this documentary maker was doing is he was buying fake 
followers and fake interaction. And we've all seen those comments on a post where it's like, DM to collab or you are the beautifulest rose in the planet. Like, and you can tell that they're bots. Well, sometimes those bots just find your page randomly. But if you go to someone's Instagram and there's a hundred comments like that, they are buying their interaction, which is basically what this guy did for these three people. So for the two guys, they felt weird about it. And they were like, I, this is embarrassing. It is obvious what's happening here. But the girl, she didn't mind and she took it and ran with it. And then those bots ended up generating real followers. And then she ended up becoming a full-blown influencer. And it was very interesting how it all happened and how she ended up feeling about it in the end. She went from not getting any gigs to getting some roles and some commercials and stuff. And people started looking at her differently. And her agent was saying that Instagram is like a big factor in LA to her getting jobs. And it's all part of her portfolio. So the fact that she had gone from like having 200,000 200 followers or 2,000 followers to having, I don't know, in the end over 500,000, some of them purchased, some of them authentic, what did well for her and her brand. So it really just had me thinking about Instagram over the weekend and like how I just need to be better at it. Not to be an influencer though, but because it can help you. And I mean, I'm not doing this pod. I mean, I am doing this podcast for me, but at the same time, like I would like to grow it. So it just has me, I feel silly saying that I want to take Instagram more seriously, but it has me thinking about my brand and how I can do it better. But you know, I'm not on all the time. And that's something that she was talking about in the documentary. Like she has bad days. Last week I had a whole week that was bad. I didn't feel like posting shit. I didn't feel like interacting with anyone. I didn't feel like texting anyone. And so I didn't. And I feel like it when you're about that life, you kind of have to be on all the time. So I'm not going to go out here buying fake, uh, fake, uh, what did I call it? Fake, um, uh, like converse, fake comments and stuff because you guys interact with me enough on my Instagram. And I feel like that's good. That's why I always try to comment back because that interaction is what gets you on the explore pages. Now, my Instagram podcast page is not killing it by any means, which is why I always struggle with where I want to post. Do I want to post on my Megan Rage radio that has way more, a bigger following? Or do I post on the What the Chuck podcast and just focus on growing that? Or do I do a combination of both, which is kind of what I have been doing? It's just so hard to grow multiple pages at once but definitely watch that fake famous it's I mean if you're it's interesting and if anyone's listening that wants to help me get some pictures taken I will pay you I will do whatever I just need some content I need something I need and it's crazy too like my look has kind of changed. Like when I went and took those pictures with Sylvia at the beginning of the summer, like I was still wearing my hair extensions, like shit was different. I lost a little weight. My hair is natural now. Like I want to showcase that, but I want to do it in a way that is not cheesy. I'm not just going to be posting all these just like pictures of myself. Every time that I've gone to take pictures of myself, I always am just like, ah, I, I always want it to be this all day thing. And then I'm like, oh, where am I even going to do an outfit change? Like, I'm just going to do one outfit, you know, one outfit's fine. And then you can only use those pictures for like a week and then you're done. <laughs> so I really need it to be like an all day marathon. You know what else I've always wanted to do? This is unrelated. I've always wanted to retake our wedding pictures. Like I really was not feeling myself on the wedding day. I was hungover. I was bloated. I, the wedding pictures are beautiful, but I do not like myself in them. So I've always wanted to retake our wedding pictures and I kind of want to get a different dress like rent one I just got a dress off the rack for our wedding we planned our wedding in like a month I paid a hundred bucks for it it was the best one that I could find off the rack and I loved it when I tried it on I didn't love it the day that I actually wore it so I would like to like rent a nice dress and take new wedding pictures 
Holla if you hear me. Okay. I don't know if you saw me post over the weekend. I found these cookies. I've been really craving something sweet. Um, so I f- someone p- had posted pictures of almond flour cookies from Trader Joe's, but I didn't feel like braving Trader Joe's just for one item this weekend. So I was at the nice Rayleigh's off Howe and Fair Oaks, and um, I fa- saw these picture or these pictures, these cookies in the like refrigerated section in the very back, and it said with like clean ingredients, so they were gluten free, dairy free, plant based, and I was like, I'm gonna try these out. They were seriously better than regular like full dairy the whole shebang cookies. They were so freaking good. I cannot tell you and stress enough. They were so good. Brett also tried them and thought they were amazing. But then like an hour later, he had an allergic reaction. His whole face was red. He couldn't breathe. It was, this happened one other time with him. I don't know what it is. I I wish I wouldn't have thrown the packaging away so I could look at the ingredients, but it was bad. And so I ended up eating all of them over the course of the last few days, but they were so freaking good. If you didn't see them and you want a picture of them, I saved a picture of the front on my camera roll so I can send it to you. But a lot of people messaged me saying that this brand in it's, it is really good. I actually want to creep on the website to try to find what else they have. Let me t- just tell you what the brand is. Oh yeah. I want to talk about this too. Fucking hell. The brand was Sweet Sweet Lawrence, L-O-R-E-N-S, fudge brownie cookie dough. I guess they're safe to eat raw. They were so freaking good. Yeah, gluten-free, dairy-free, plant-based, peanut, tree nut-free, non-GMO. They were really freaking good. I have been doing so well with this, like, just making better choices. Last night, Brett ate some leftover lasagna that we had on Super Bowl. And yes, I had it on Super Bowl too. But my my goal is to make better choices where I can and not restrict myself when I don't want to. So on Sunday, I wanted to have lasagna and garlic bread and salad with regular salad dressing. But yesterday, I didn't want to have any of those leftovers. So Brett had it and I just had some like chicken but I was still hungry afterwards. And so I was like, what else could we make? Well, we didn't go grocery shopping this weekend. We're stupid. We didn't prepare for the week. So I was like, fuck, we don't have anything. Well, Brett had just gone to the store to buy some bread because he can't live without bread. So while he's eating, making better choices too, he's also eating like a slice of bread a day. And I was like, you know, I have this vegan mayo. I have this uh, non-dairy cheese. I'm just going to make a grilled cheese sandwich. And yeah, the bread is not like, you know, whole 30 or whatever. But like I said, I'm not really do. I'm not on a so I can't even really say that I'm doing Whole30 because the Whole30 culture is all like, if you make one mistake, then you have to start over. That's not how I'm living my life. I'm just doing what I want, making better choices that consist of less sugar, you know, non-dairy as much as I can. So anyways, I made a grilled cheese with this non-dairy cheese that my best friend Summer gave me. I gave her a bunch of clothes that I was getting rid of. And in trade, she gave me some vegan cheese. Good Planet. Oh, it's so good. She gave me so many different flavors. Smoked mozzarella, garlic and herb, cheddar, American. Oh, so freaking good. I cannot stress it enough. Anyway, so I made myself a grilled cheese last night and it was really good. And I was so proud of myself and I've just been making better choices when I can. We made a pasta on on Friday night, but we made it with the fake noodles, the palm of heart, I think is what they're called. They're a little crunchy. They kind of taste like zucchini. I don't really know what they're made out of, but we did that with like some tomato paste and some chicken and garlic and vegan cheese. 
Last year around this time, we stopped Whole30. We went to a wedding and then we went just right back to it. Back to the boozing, back to the dairy, back to the sugar, back to eating normal. And I remember being so bummed when I started to feel like shit again. And I just have still been feeling really good. Like, yeah, we ate a couple things that we shouldn't have this weekend. And yeah, I had bread last night, but I still feel good. I don't feel bloated. Um, My clothes are fitting so much differently. I have more energy. It's just so freaking great. And I feel like it's really helped me like explore different foods and what I like and how I can make things non-dairy or, you know, grain free or without, you know, the pasta, just making different and better choices. And I'm loving it. I can't wait to see how I adjust when like the summer months and stuff come because that's where I really struggle. But I will say I drank this weekend I had a glass of wine on Saturday and then I had some champagne on Sunday and I felt like shit. Like I was by no means drunk, no means buzzed. I felt like shit yesterday. So one thing that I am really going to try to eliminate as much as possible is alcohol. Like uh, catch me drinking on special occasions. How about that? This Sunday we have a reservation at Hawks. Yes, I will be drinking. I fully am fully aware that I'm going to feel like crap the very next day. I'm just trying to cut it out where I can. I don't know if it was the champagne. It was LaMarca. LaMarca's not bad. It was not, it was not nice. I was not feeling good. So Saturday, Brett, like I said, got called out to work. And while he was gone, this huge fight broke out on the street. It's a long story. I don't really want to like get into the ins and outs of it. But these people that live down the street jumped this guy that was walking around, this creepy guy. I guess he followed their little sister home last week. So my neighbor across the street got involved and was trying to figure out what was happening and started talking about how he was going to report them to the neighborhood watch, which I thought was hella funny. The commotion was intense. Chuck was scared and I had just gotten out of the shower. So I was like, oh, this would be a good opportunity to do a funny TikTok. Well, first I was just thinking Instagram video, but then I was like, oh, I want to do it on TikTok and do the voice to text. You know, the voice like my neighbor said, I I can't, you know what I'm talking about. So I did a TikTok video where I'm brushing my teeth and like looking outside and then I put a caption on it and I did the voice to text so that they the voice reads it. And I put it on Instagram. Damn, I did not realize how many messages I was going to get. I was brushing my teeth very aggressively to pick up, just to be over animated, you know, to pick up the noise of me brushing on the video. But then the talk to text ended up covering that up. So many people were like, oh my God, girl, how have your teeth not fallen out? You need to get a Sonicare. What are your gums like? Like, I'm not kidding. Over at the end of it, 30 DMs, people concerned about my teeth. I was like, damn, I didn't realize I had so many dental hygienists on my on my feed. So many people. And then I posted about how people were coming for me. And a couple of my friends were like, uh, what was wrong with how you're brushing my teeth? That's exactly how I brush my teeth. And my dentist said my teeth are fine. <laughs> I didn't realize I was going to I was just trying to be funny. Imagine if I had a following on TikTok. I can't even imagine what people would have been saying to me. Thank God no one follows me on TikTok because I don't want to hear it. I can't. I was getting trolls from people that I actually like. I was getting trolled from my friends. I can't imagine getting trolled by perfect strangers. I did go to the dentist before all this, though, and my gums, I've always had an issue with my gums. They pop in. I had to get a water pick. And let me tell you, learning how to use that this week has been a fucking challenge. I tried to do it over the sink the first time. If you don't know what a water pick is, it's they say that it's better than flossing. And it's it's water pressure that goes in between your teeth and cleans out any like buildup. Or if you have pockets like I do in my gums, I know it's probably disgusting pockets. Um, it just like provides pressure and it cleans out and gets into those spaces that like floss can't reach. And I've always had trouble with my gums ever since I was little. It's one of the reasons that I'm scared of the dentist because they it used to hurt when I went in. So I got a water flosser. And the first time that I tried to use it, I got one that I could 
can use in the shower because they're big and bulky. They look like, I don't know, they look like breast pet pumps. Like they're huge, some of them. And I don't want that just sitting out on my counter. So I got a smaller one, which was stupid because it only has 30 seconds worth of water in it. And when you're learning, it doesn't, takes way longer than 30 seconds. So I'm constantly having to fill it up. But the first time that I tried to use it, I tried to do it over the sink and water sprayed everywhere, spraying on my face, spraying on the mirror, bouncing off my teeth. It was so bad. So I strictly use it in the shower now. And it's interesting because it feels like I'm flossing, like it hurts and I can tell that it's getting in there. But how come no one told me about this a long time ago? Like instead of just flossing, I could just water floss like the best invention ever. And she said that some people notice a difference really quickly after they start using it. And my gums do not feel the same. I'll tell you, they feel better. So I'm excited. It's I've never been excited about doing anything to my teeth. When I went in, they said, how's flossing going? And I just started laughing, like not to be a dick, but I, I just it's not it's not my practice. It's not my practice and it's obvious. It shows. So now that it is, I can't wait to go back because I always have to get deep cleanings when I go in because of my gum. So I can't wait to go back and be like, is this making a difference? Please tell me. So you don't have to shove shit into my gums every time I come into the dentist. Although I do love my dentist now. I will say that. So it's not as traumatic, but it still freaking hurts. I have to be medicated. Last time I went in, I was like, I'll be fine. I'm just coming in for a cleaning. You don't have to drug me. And then I got there and they were started cleaning and doing the deep cleaning. And I started crying. It's like tears that I can't control. It's like anxiety and fear. There's no emotion behind the tears, but they were streaming down my face. I could not stop them. Last night before I went to bed, I saw Heather from Selling Sunset posted that she got a tattoo and it's like on her back hip, almost like by her butt. And it is interesting because it seemed very out of character for her, but it said, yes, sir, comma, Mr. L. Who? What's that guy's name that she the guy? I don't know his name. Toussaint, Moussaint, Alex Toussaint. No, that's the Peloton guy. What's his fucking name? Heather. Let's see. The real Tariq El Moussa. El Moussa? Mousa? I never watched his show, so excuse me. I have no clue how to say his name. But she got a tattoo on her hip, and it said, Yes, sir, Mr. El Moussa. And I'm like, what the fuck, you selling sunset bitch? What the hell is that? Seemed very out of character for her. Number one, I mean, like I know her, but just seeing her from the show, like what she seems obsessed with him. She seems to be literally completely, utterly obsessed with him. Like, is that it doesn't seem like it's ever going to wear off either. Like, she seems like one of those people where the honeymoon stage is going to last for fucking ever. And it's just interesting that she posted this with the current climate, with like the Army Hammer situation and like Marilyn Manson, where it appears like this is like some dom submissive stuff. And she is, yes, getting a tattoo that says, yes, sir, before they are even married on her butt. And my friend Lindsay pointed out, shout out to Lindsay, who gets brought up like every other podcast. She pointed out. That even though she deleted the picture of the tattoo on her feed, she had hadn't deleted a story. And the story said, oh, I'm getting ready to show my man um, something that I got him special for Valentine's Day. I'll, I might show you guys tonight, but I don't know. We might be busy, which means like they're going to be doing it. And she was she ended up showing it that night. And then I woke up this morning and the post was gone. She took it down because there were so many comments like, girl, you're not even married yet. And what the hell is this? And look. Brett and I have tattoos under our wedding rings of each other's initials. I don't th- see anything wrong with like tattoos for your significant other. Some people say that it's bad luck. I don't really think so. Do you? You know, you want to get that tattoo? That's fine. Don't put it on Instagram. 
Why did you feel like everyone needed to see that? You, you got him a special Valentine's Day present? Perfect. Keep it between you. It was in a place that no one was going to ever see it. It's like it was super light handwriting. Why would you post it? People were like, oh, girl, no, no, no. Someone put, did anyone else just sing the TikTok? Oh, no, oh, no, oh, no, 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 no. That's exactly what I thought when I first saw it. Yes, sir. What? Can you imagine? Can you imagine getting it and then posting it on Instagram for everyone to see? And then he put like his comment was, oh, the love of my life. I'll love you for it's just so weird. What was that all about? I can't wait for her to be interviewed so that someone can ask her what the fuck that was all about. It's so weird to me. I wish that I would have screenshotted some of the comments. I should have known. I think part of me did know that it was going to be deleted this morning, which is why I took a screenshot of it last night. But I should have gotten some of the comments because they were wild. Like, just don't don't post that. Don't post it. And the people that were encouraging her. And then there were people that said, because it kind of looks like it's on her stomach. And then she had her ring. She had her hand with her ring on on like her side. It was hard to tell what part of the body that it was in at first glance. And people were saying, oh, she's pregnant. And then there were people like, you idiot, you can't get a tattoo when you're pregnant. She's obviously not. And this isn't a pregnancy announcement. Yes, sir. Can you imagine one hell of a freaking pregnancy announcement? Fifty Shades of Selling Sunset shocking. I got some conflicting details about the merch. So one of my friends said that the quality of the shirt was very thin and not the best. But then someone else said that they, two other people said that they loved theirs. It fit perfectly. I don't know. I've been, I drafted up an email yesterday and I was going to email them because they've been pushing me to like push my store more. And I wanted to be like, well, I mean, the qual, I don't want to sell this to people if the quality is not great. But now I'm conflicted because I've gotten more people say that it's good than bad. So if you haven't let me know yet, if you ordered something, please do. Yeah, my friend Katie was just like, the shirt's a little thin. But then I've had a couple other people say that they really like the way that theirs turned out. But hers was a long sleeve. Theirs was a short sleeve. Ugh. I don't know. So keep me posted. I, lo- I would love your feedback on if you purchased any merch, whether it be stickers, a coffee mug. For me, it was the print, like the um, a couple things that I got, the, 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 the print wasn't super clear. It wasn't the quality of the product itself. So I want to give them feedback because they have asked me and I want to make sure that I'm like, you know, putting out a good product. I want to get into last night's batch and then I'm going to get into the rumors of the next Bachelorette. So I'll warn you before I start talking about that. In case you don't want to know, even though it's like not confirmed and it's allegedly going to come out this week. But just in case you don't want to know, how will they know? Because I'm going to tell you. But first, I'm going to talk about last night's episode. I knew that MJ was going to go home. That was so obvious. But Yesenia or Yesenia, whatever her name is, she was kind of annoying me too. Like just her head shakes and her matter of fact. Like I get what she was trying to do, but oh my, calm yourself. Okay, you're not being any better than her. The episode in itself was really interesting last night. The whole Heather thing, like the Bachelor producers, how are you going to do Heather like that? You couldn't give her a different rental car. You really had her pulling up in a minivan and then have her looking all crazy and all those all the videos that she used. I'm sure she sent you so many videos from her hotel room. Those are the ones that you used of her balancing a pizza box on her head and then her acting like Rapunzel hanging out of her window. You are just trying to make her look crazy. Like, don't you agree? These producers, they work damn fucking hard. I liked his date with Piper. I feel like him and Piper, Piper comes off shy, but then when you hear her speak and they, they, them interact, she seems like a really good match for him. But I don't think she's going to be the one. I think that it's going to be Michelle. 
I'm more and more leaning towards that. I still have not read any spoilers. I'm going to avoid them this season. Shocking. I'm going to have to remember, though, because for the past, like, I don't know, eight seasons, I've known who's going to win. So when I log on the day of the finale, it doesn't matter if I see everyone on the East Coast post. It doesn't matter because I already know this year I'm going to have to remember, do not get on my phone before the finale because it will get spoiled for me and I will be fuming that I just didn't look it up before. But I do think that it's Michelle. I really see their their connection. I also think that it could possibly be Rachel. I also see it there. The Kit thing, I don't I don't know. I think Kit's going to be in paradise. I I don't know. I really liked Piper. I really liked their date last night. I was kind of shocked at the Katie thing. Not because, let me say this. I knew she was going to get sent home. The reason that I knew was because of the way they set up the episode. They set up the episode by a lot of the girls talking about how they didn't know she was going to come back from her date. It's kind of like when I watch the challenge and someone that you don't normally see is like talking about how they don't think that they're going to go in and then fast forward an hour. They're the ones going in. They always highlight a situation that's going to come to fruition. So for for fruition, so they were highlighting people talking about Katie and how they weren't sure if she was going to make it past the date and how she's a wild card and then. Katie spilled her, poured her heart out to Matt, said all these things that were seemingly perfect. Then he picks up the rose and gives her this big speech. And it was just so obvious. It was so obvious. The way that they set it up, it was obvious that he was going to send her home. Now, had they not so obviously produced the episode, it wouldn't have been obvious. You know what I'm trying to say? Like, they're just so predictable the way that they set things up. If they just did it a little differently, it wouldn't be so blatantly obvious. And <clears throat> to be honest, I could I knew that they Katie wasn't going to make it like super far because they don't seem compatible. While they had a really good one on one date, they, they don't seem romantically compatible. Have they even kissed? The fact that they'd never kissed on the date, that was, I mean, that was the sign right in itself. And then Katie showed up wearing a f black puffy jacket to the nighttime date. Like, girl, get yourself a nice fake f faux fur. Get yourself anything but a black puffy jacket and a white turtleneck. Like, don't you see everyone else dressing super nice to these nighttime dates? That I just feel like they're a little bit opposite. And that's okay. I feel bad that she was blindsided, though. I, you know, we've all been in that situation where the blood rushes from your face, which is exactly what she described when Matt said that she was going home. And I saw that in her. Like, I almost felt it. Like, my insides got warm because you just, you know, she had just said all these nice things to him and she thought it was going so well. And to us, the viewers, or at least to me, I knew it was coming. But to her, she did not see that coming. He picked up the rose. She didn't know what the other girls were saying at the house. He picked up the rose and she thought... She was about to get that rose. So I, I did feel really bad for her. It's interesting because my friend Molly does not like Katie. She has said that she cannot stand her. She agrees with Serena that says that Katie's been lighting little fires and that she's like manipulative. She does not like Katie at all. And I do go back and forth with how I feel about Katie, but I never get to the point where I dislike her. I just think that she's quirky in a certain type of way that would rub people the wrong way and I understand how it did appear like she was lighting little fires but like she did say when she defended herself when talking to Serena she didn't tell Matt who was doing who was saying all these terrible things she just said it was happening and she let everyone in the house speak for themselves and that's how it came out I don't think that she was doing anything malicious I think that she was just trying to stick up 
for the people in the house that were being bullied. And I think she did a great job. She served her purpose on the season. Put it that way. Now, the Heather thing is just so awkward. It feels to me like Matt, the way that Matt started laughing when she walked into the room. First of all, the way that Heather walked into that hotel smiling like she was the shit. You know, she thinks she's tight because she was already on The Bachelorette or The Bachelor. She already has a fan base. She has a following. She's probably selling flat tummy tea on her IG. She walked in and she thought she was the shit with that smirk on her face. Rub me the wrong way. I already don't like her. She annoys me. But then she walked into that room and the way Matt started laughing like that was a that was a laugh like he was the only one inside of an inside joke. So here's what I think. You know, Hannah and Heather are best friends. I think that Hannah probably thought that her and Matt would be good together. I don't see it, but probably told Heather, but also told Matt like, hey, my friend likes you. And Matt probably wanted no piece of that. And thought that he had dodged a bullet by becoming The Bachelor and is now like, oh, no, oh, no, oh, no, 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 no. When he saw Heather walk in, like the laugh was I felt embarrassed for her. And then she's laughing, too, because she thinks that he's shocked that she's walking in. But no, he is like, oh, no, don't make me do it again. He is that laugh was I felt I felt embarrassed for her. And then she sits down and she's so nervous. And I bet you he's nervous, too, because he knows exactly what's about to happen. And then from the preview, it's I don't I don't know what to think about the preview because it seems like shit just falls apart. But Heather, I mean, you see her crying. She deserves any backlash that she gets from those girls because it is so late in the process. Fair enough. If you do it a week in or a couple weeks in, that's one thing. But even the girls that just recently came into the show, even they seem like they've been there from day one and they just came in like two weeks ago. So Heather coming in this late is just disrespectful. I don't blame the girls for being upset and talking shit to her face. And also the more that I like see her and how she acts, the more I feel like Colton made a mistake by not picking her. Her and Colton are so weird. Like, isn't she weird? Like just the way that she acts and stuff. I feel like her and Colton would have been like a great match. And I feel like she needs to explore that option instead of trying to barge into Matt season. Her and Matt would not be compatible. What is she thinking? What part of what part of them together makes sense? Nothing to me. She's uh, he likes a funny girl. Yeah, but she is off the Richter scale. I don't even know what to say about her. I think that she is going to be making a fool out of herself. And the Bachelor franchise used her for some drama and to, you know, lead people into the next episode on a cliffhanger. But they know that Matt's not going to keep her around or pick her like. And then the fact that she rolled up in a minivan and then the, the clips that they used, I just feel like they were trying to make that girl look crazy. Okay, so I'm going to get on to the rumors of who The Bachelorette's going to be. So if you don't want to know, thanks for listening, because after that, I'm going to be wrapping it up. So Reality Steve, who is constantly predicting what's happening with The Bachelor and a few other reality TV shows, he said that Katie was announced as the Bachelorette at the Women Tell All. That was his initial initial statement, and that's when it was going to be revealed. But last night, he corrected that statement and said that that's when it came out on the Women Tell All. Like, that's when everyone found out. But 
that we could possibly find out as soon as this week. Like they're going to make the announcement soon, which would make sense because filming for The Bachelorette starts on the 29th of this month. They're still looking for a location. So last week I told you they were going to be filming in Canada. Well, because of the weather conditions, they have to find a new spot. So they're going to be exploring options on where to start filming. But it's supposed to start the last like the very last day in February, maybe the 28th. I don't know how many days are in this month, the 28th. And then it wraps up in April. Here's what I don't like about this. The guys, whoever they've picked to be on the season, they didn't. They just signed up to be on The Bachelorette. They have no clue who the lead's going to be. And I feel like Katie is a very specific type of person, and there are going to be guys there that don't like her, but that stay for the wrong reasons. That's my honest opinion. I will, I will say that I hope that the producers picked the guys with Katie in mind, knowing that she was going to be The Bachelorette. Two things. One of the girls, Mari, who got sent home from Matt's season, she was really pretty, had Kardashian vibes. She commented commented on the reality, t- reality Steve thread and said, false and then Katie woke up the next morning and also said I've been seeing tons of tweets about me being the next bachelorette news to me so she's playing it off but of course she would play it off like no one's ever confirmed it been like yep the rumors are true it's me this is how I'm announcing it like that's just not how it goes down but it was interesting that they both commented on it and said that it was false but they did comment on the initial tweet which said it was going to be announced at the women tell all which apparently was false because they're saying that it's going to be announced this week I'm conflicted about Katie being the bachelorette she gives me Caitlin Bristow vibes they have like they kind of look similar I feel like Katie's personality could grow to be as big as Caitlyn's, but I also feel like Katie gives me Becca vibes where she's kind of boring in the same hand. Like, I I don't know. I just don't know how it's going to turn out. It could go either way. I just really hope that um, the guys that <laughs> are picked are there for the right reasons because I could see Katie getting swindled. Not saying that she's a dumb girl, but I... I don't know. I'm pretty sure it's probably hard to tell when you're getting swindled on this show. I mean, look at Hannah Brown and Zed. Jed? Zed. Jed. That was like the biggest mistake. That didn't even last a week after filming was over. I I just don't know who else it would be since I don't know who's going to be left over after the winner of this season. So I can't really say that I'd want to see anyone else. Maybe Abigail, but I think that she would be. I love her. Don't get me wrong, but I don't think she would be a good bachelorette. But we also haven't seen her personality. She hasn't gotten a very good edit this season. Well, she's gotten a great edit, but we just don't, I don't know what her personality is. Like, would she be a good bachelorette? I have no idea. I think she'd be better suited for paradise. What I do think Katie has going for her is that she does have a personality. She's not afraid to speak up. She's quirky. She's funny. I just, I just don't know. I don't know. We didn't, we did get to see her a lot, but it was in a certain light. So I'm curious to see if these rumors are true, which I really feel like they are. It is very rare that reality Steve is wrong. And he always knows who the Bachelor and Bachelorette are before it's announced. So I, I'm I'm putting all my eggs in the basket that Katie is going to be the next Bachelorette. Just don't know how I feel about it yet. Like I said, my friend Molly, she was like, I won't be watching if this is true. Which is shocking that she just dislikes her that much to not watch a season. I have no life. I've never not watched a season, even when I haven't liked the lead. Like Ari, uh. Uh, Pilot Pete, uh. but I still watched because I can't be. I feel like if you don't watch, then you don't know. You're like almost behind for the next season. Like if someone didn't watch this season, they're not going to know who Katie is. I just feel like if you skip, then you're fucked like for the whole franchise because you don't really know who people are, what the dynamic was on the show, which could be good and I guess could be bad. It's not for me. I would watch if Elmo was the Bachelor or Bachelorette. Like that's just where I'm at in life. I have no... No room to be skipping or missing seasons. You feel me? You picking up what I'm putting down? Okay. 
Well, this was fun. I was so in the mood for this today. I feel like there was so much to talk about. I love it when there's days like that, like when I just feel like I could go, go, go. Sometimes I feel like my thought process is moving a lot faster than my mouth can. And so I get a little jumbled just because I'm so excited. But I am sorry again about last week. You know, they can't always be winners. Yeah, rate, review, subscribe if you haven't already. Please follow me on Instagram at What the Chug Podcast if you want to buy some merch. The link for that is in the bio. If you have any feedback on the name Lucky, please let me know. If you want to go out and take some pictures with me, you know where to find me. Oh, I didn't talk about Peter and Kelly. Oh, there's not really much to talk about. They were spotted together over the weekend in Tampa Bay or wherever the Super Bowl was. Tampa, right? Tampa Bay. Yeah, that's where it was. Tampa Bay. They were spotted together. Now, apparently they're working on things like I can't even give that attention because I care so little about them. I care so little. That's why I forgot to to bring it up because I don't care about Peter. I care a little bit about Kelly, but if they're back together already, this is just going to be a back and forth thing. And I am not invested in it in the least bit. Oh, one more thing. Fuck. Army Hammer. There's rumors that something big is going to come out as if what hasn't come out already isn't huge. But apparently whatever is going to come out is like really fucking big. Don't know when it's coming out, but I've seen some things on Twitter that business has been slow for him. He's not like an A-list celebrity. And so between gigs, he was working as a construction worker, like out in the middle of the desert. And recently there were two bodies found within 10 miles of where he was working. So just... Hold on to that morsel until we get more details on that. Ew, and did you see that Real Housewife Brandy baited him and said that she could, he could eat one of her ribs? She put out a tweet. I didn't even screenshot it because it's just disgusting. She said, like, Army Hammer can eat one of my ribs or something like that, and then later retracted it, saying that she didn't realize what um, these allegations were against him, and she would have never said that had she have known. But, bitch, yeah, right. How could you have missed it? Everyone knows the Army Hammer stuff by now. You are a clout. Ch- That's disgusting disgusting. Okay. Anyways, I'm done. I feel like this has gone on for a really long time. I feel like I've been talking for 20 minutes, but my computer's saying I am well over an hour now. I have taken a little breaks in between. I ate lunch somewhere in the middle of this podcast. (laughs) Okay. I'll be back next week. I'm thinking I'm mulling over the idea of giving you the Bob Saget story next week. So brace yourselves for that. Have a great one. Don't forget to rate, review, and follow us on Instagram at WhatTheChuckPodcast.